Well, um, thanks to Bobby for pointing out um, simple mechanics on a... I, just, oh, wow. I only did it because I figured I didn't know what I was doing, and I uh, didn't want to assume that you knew what you are doing based well, off what I knew, what I weird, didn't know. I'm definitely a hack and a fraud, so, uh, as we've discussed before. But, hey, uh, listen, we were actually able to split our giant size episode into two, which is even better. And uh, so you will have heard our current guest um, pop in on the end of the last episode, and... Uh, Here's something I do a lot. Um, I generally think I know how to pronounce my friends' names. And uh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. We find out on the podcast. So, um, Miguel Mora. <clears throat> That's me. That was perfect pronunciation. Thank you that for joining so us. Easy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, sometimes you don't know. And, uh, you made it sound like this guy had a crazy well, name. Well, no, I mispronounced <laughs> Trey's name pretty badly, and it's pretty easy. And uh, Yeah, but you, you, didn't you call him like Troy? Well, Maybe. <laughs> it, yeah, I want to say that was like an easy name, but you just like threw a different letter in. Well, no, it was his last name, uh, which is Bevins, which I thought oh, was Bevins. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I would have pegged it for Bevins. But I also called Tamara Stanger, Tamara Stranger for like five years before I was you like, didn't really get why? To know her. She was a stranger. I was like, I, why ooh. did you let me call you the wrong name for like ever? She's like, well, did you talk? It to doesn't her matter. First name, to me. last name. Well, she's she's super. Sweet. Well, no, oh, yeah. she was like. The baddest ass chef in the city, so you would introduce her first last name because that's what you do when you put respect on someone's name. Put some respect put on my name. And uh and I mean stranger also sounds bad as fuck, so like I can see why you just like let it go. You're like, Yeah, yeah I am a stranger. What's up? You but don't know me. This isn't a podcast about her, it's a podcast about Miguel. And Which, so uh Miguel i uh This actually works out great that you missed because you sat on the last episode if you were listening and uh <laughs> but you missed the first part of of the last episode, and that's kind of where we get this whole thing started up. Awesome. And uh, Miguel, uh, I don't know you, but I'm about to get to know you as an Let's adult man. Have you ever shit your pants? Um, actually, yes, yes, I have. Uh, I can even tell you the time I did. Well, was... that's what we're here for, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't just be like, yeah, and then lean away from that. <laughs> yeah, so, yes. Uh, yeah. No, so... What's the next question? <laughs> I did. Next question. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a fucking short podcast. Cool. Done. Uh, guilty. Next. Diarrhea. Yeah, I have. What do you want to ask me? No, uh, it was, I was with a group of friends. We were, now this was like years and years and years ago. So I don't know, um, any Phoenix natives would know that um, Spectrum Mall used to be called Christown Mall. At one oh. Point. Yeah. <laughs> So I was Hell yeah, school. Chris. I didn't even know what changed. I, I still call it Chris Town. I, yeah, me yeah, too. Any, any. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking missed that place. Dude, <laughs> I wish I could shit my pants on right now. <laughs> Damn it. So uh, this was this was like high school and we were eating. I forgot. We had like some kind of like f- special lunch made or whatever. It was terrible. Uh, after school, we'd get out at noon. We'd walk over to the mall just to run a fucking muck. And back then when it was a mall, they had the dealers at the back end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're walking over because we walked everywhere. Walk to the dealers in the middle of the parking lot. That whole like the proverbial stomach gurgle. <laughs> yeah. the, oh. You're like, oh, fuck. And so like I hauled ass down to the fucking like a dealer it's like open the door you guys have a restroom 
<laughs> what every employee wants to hear, some panicked person. Like, <laughs> no. Do you have a And the funniest part is, I mean, I'm like this like, fucking like 15, 16-year-old kid, and they're like, ew, no, like go down to the fucking food court. Yeah. yeah. And as I'm like power walking no. down, fucking just trying to not. There's industrial. There's Hot Topic. Fucking <laughs> Miracle Mild Deli just shows up, and the minute I walk over there, and I'm like, do you guys have a bathroom? And then they're like, yeah. The minute he says yeah, oh. I just start going. Like I'm just like, oh, oh no, and I'm like, thank you. Your asshole heard yes, <laughs> yes, and, and it took just it as it went. Yeah, oh. and I was like, son of a bitch. So I like scumbag brain. I was literally walking so slow. No it's more so power much worse walking because your chick is behind you. Oh yeah, no, she's, she's sitting the, right. She's behind heard you. the story. Okay, yeah, I was no, like, oh. Still, uh, okay, that's good. Okay. They're engaged, <laughs> uh, but I right, feel yeah. so bad to put you in that corner right now. Oh, no, nah, I, I don't care. I, I shoot my pants all the time. I'm a mild I'll shoot my pants right now if you want me to. <laughs> fucking craziest brag. He's like, guess how I engaged. Got down on one knee, shit them drawers, brought out that ring. Hey, you hit the restroom as long as you ditch the old drawers, you're good, bro. Go commando for the rest of the day. It's like it never happened. He's like, hindsight dealers would have been That's cooler. how you get a second chance. Everybody you know, gets I, a second yeah, chance. I told, you know, shout out Dillard's for not having a fucking public bathroom. Yeah, but shout out to so many changes of clothes. Yeah, I was going to say, shout out to being at a mall where you could just go buy some more underwear real fast. Oh, which I totally did. Yeah, yeah. No, industrial got a new like. Yeah, it was. Yeah, totally. It <laughs> happened. Yeah, deal on briefs, shorts. <laughs> can I buy these? Can I wear these out of the store? Can you just wrap me in in grip tape? <laughs> right. I need to buy these and then put them on in your dressing room. And then put room. them on in your dressing room. If that's okay, I don't know if you guys do that sort of thing. Like, just do it. Sorry, I'm prone to shitting myself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I got all three <laughs> pairs on right now. By the way, y'all got napkins? Because I got residual. Like, <laughs> That's so fucking ridiculous. Wetzel pretzel, so get the fuck out of here. Yeah, literally. Now, now I'm hungry. Now I'm starving. It was, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I got an empty stomach. For some reason, odd reason, I, now I'm super fucking hungry. As, as someone who grew up uh, in this wasteland. Um, yes. You were probably not the first nor the last to shit your pants in that mall. Oh, Chris, not at all. <laughs> not at all. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there was a couple of people that shit themselves later that day. <laughs> like, the in manager was shitting his pants <laughs> as he was telling me. Yeah, my homie was there in solidarity. <laughs> right, exactly. The fucking dealer. Their only yeah, reason the dealer's really bathroom matters. wasn't available is because someone else was shitting in there. Like, it's like, it's, there's shit everywhere. Everyone's shitting everywhere. Just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck this mall. We're changing the name. Everyone keeps shitting in this mall. Shit town mall. Shit, yeah, shit town mall. It's pronounced Shy Town, man. Yeah, oh, y'all y'all ever go to the Foot Locker down there? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, man. When I was young, fucking the Starbucks was the place to fucking chill out. Man, really? Perfect. You just hung out on the patio. Oh yeah, fucking liquid. No, the mall was still the place when I was young. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just find some random. Well, oh. much, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess young is a little older adult, so like twenties. We used to hang out at like the that AMC Twenty out by Bell Road, but that's also some North Phoenix oh, hood rat shit. Yeah, so yeah. don't worry about it. 
Don't worry about it. That is <laughs> shit with my hood rat friends. No. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know what's up. <laughs> I, uh, so you sell weed. Yeah, I have had the distinct pleasure of living in the uh, three sectors of Phoenix, uh, central, north, and south. So I got nice. the full package when nice. I first got here. So so I hate to uh, bring down this great conversation with Miguel. I know nothing about you. Yes. Who are you? What do you do? Tell us a little uh, about well, yourself. Um, I am a Arizona native. Uh, been Not very many of those. Very. We're called unicorns, as a matter of fact, uh, because we're so rare down here. But um, anyways, yeah, no, I uh, grew up um, uh, South Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as I was old enough, hightailed it to Scottsdale. Then from Scottsdale, moved back to downtown Phoenix. All right. Um, I started out, actually, I would say, like, in the industry, probably when I was, like, 17. Um, at that point, I worked at Hotel Valley Ho as a room, room service order taker. So, like, 6 a.m. I've been to the Ho. Like, oh, another French toast. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, do you guys... Wait, yeah, no, you so, so they, like, press a button, and then you, like, roll up, and you're like, what do you want? Oh, no, it's, oh, I, I sat in front of a phone with the tiniest oh, okay. POS... But, like, it was tucked in, like, the darkest corner, and it was just me, like, staring at a corner, like, just answering the phone. Because at first like, in my head, I was just, like, you, like, show up, they open the door, and you're, like, and what will you have? What will you have? Oh, yeah, that's a great. That's like, why can't they that's just do it so Another good. champagne and 12-pack of condoms. This is great. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the amount of, like, I, oh, my God. This is just my the life. Requests, the requests that well, I got um, just insane. Uh, that one at the tip of your tongue, why don't you tell us about it? <clears throat> Uh, so one time I had this lady, she, so room service, uh, this was during the summertime. Tell me so it was a three pack underwear and some extra toilet paper. It was not. So she did not <laughs> shit her pants. <laughs> Missed the um, parlay on that. I did, you know, uh, but she, she was ordering everything off the cuff. Like, I mean, she's like, do you have applewood smoked bacon? I'm like, actually I do. And she's like, do you have... Uh, uh, cage-free, like, brown eggs. I'm like, yeah, I do. Sure do. Who's just, got fucking wood and brown bank? Oh God. Dude, she's literally, like, going down the list of everything she could fucking get. And I mean, down to, like, she's like, oh, yeah, like, the ribeye, I see that's on the dinner menu. Can I get that with eggs? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, no matter what. Like, you're good. Yeah, sure. So then she delicious. gets to the point where it's she's four like... four in the morning. Right. No, literally, <laughs> it's like 5.30. It's like, it's like before 6 a.m., like, the kitchen, like, there's like three people in the kitchen just fucking <laughs> making food, right? And this lady's like, oh, well, do you guys have chocolate chip cookies and i was like you know what i go out of everything that i said yes to that's the only thing we don't have because right now our bakery doesn't open until noon i go and then that's for like lunch and dinner and she's like oh well then just cancel the whole fucking i just be like I, I got you i'll go get it right dude i well i tried to look i go hold on hold on before you cancel the, the menu let me go see if i have any extra i would milk. just run to a gas station <laughs> right. <and> fucking <laughs> auntie Annie. there you go oh, did i say, did I say no i meant yeah <laughs> i just go get some gas station cookies and put them in a microwave for 10 seconds Boom. and bring back up done fresh deal. baked i didn't even fucking think i had to decide a shit yeah. for free so she canceled that order the whole entire order the whole thing like her uh, tab was like i got like 300 i would shit my pants in her room i would have fucking shit on her floor yeah no, yeah. you're right yeah exactly <laughs> you know what let me deliver this food to you <laughs> yeah, I got fresh baked cookies. I, I got some fresh. I did find some right cookies. Here. I did find some <laughs> extra chocolate. Double chocolate. <laughs> There's but, so uh, much chocolate chip in here. It's just, it. just all chocolate. Just the pure chocolate. Damn. So doing that job, uh, you probably saw some crazy ass shit, dude. I so the cool. I mean, I guess the coolest, like the craziest thing I've ever seen was um, was actually I delivered mm-hmm. food to Little Wayne's room. 
That's pretty cool. And so he was staying at the Valley Hill at the time during a show. I went up there to go, like, deliver food. And so you have this opportunity to, like, or, well, not the opportunity, but you kind of have to ask. You them. get one shot. Do you, one shot. One opportunity. Mom's, Mom's sweaty. Different guy. Different guy. Wrong guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wrong guy. Well, so going up to the room, was, I'm like. He was a white. You know, and it's like, a, a, you have to ask them, do, would you like me to set this up for you? And when they do, you have to literally, like, tablecloth, you know, the whole the whole setup oh. in the room. Yeah, yeah, it's like a whole thing. And you're like, I just, uh, Mr. Little Wayne, or uh, can I... Uh, Mr. Little? Mi- yeah, yeah. Mi- Mr. Wayne? Mr. Wayne? Mr. Little? Mr. Little Wayne? Mr. Little. Whatever it is. Uh, Mi- I've got a freestyle that I've really been working on for a while, and I'd love you to hear. <laughs> Mr. Can Wayne I, is my father. Can I spit for you? <laughs> yeah. Let me drop some bars, because I think I can really be on cash money. This is before the whole Young Money Drake thing happened. This is years and years ago. But anyway, so his staff was cool. He was cool. He tipped 100% of the tab on uh, top 20. of an already... Yeah, it was... He was super. Did he awesome. get cookies? He actually did not. No, he ordered steak <laughs> and lobster, but he did ah, order cheesecake. Him. Lots and lots of cheesecake. That's the to make, man. He goes, "Can I get four Life's slices good. of cheesecake?" I'm like, "Well, six slices makes the whole pie. Do you want just?" He's like, "No, four slices." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it's actually cheaper." He's, he's like, like, "No, he's like, like I want a ball out four slices. Four. The money ain't it." And I was like, "Oh, well, I, yeah, okay, whatever." He's like, let me transfer you to Birdman. Yeah, all right, right. All right, Birdman. Let me see what you got. And then he asked for some cookies, but they weren't <laughs> they weren't biscuits. <laughs> so did he ask you to set it up for him? Yeah, yeah. I had to do the whole nine. <laughs> no, I had to do yeah. the whole shit. Actually, and, no, I just left. And, well, what was funny is that the the one big takeaway from it was that actually, like his agent or his manager or whatever, took the bill. And was like, oh, is gratuity already included? And then Little Wayne like got up from the couch and was like, no, 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 we don't do that cheap broke shit. And he goes, give me that, and hands it to me. And goes, to be fair, the manager's job is to protect the money, right? One hundred percent. Which spot on on Little Wayne to for, jump up and do that because jump, literally yeah. he'd be like, I stay quiet. Let the manager be like, oh, dude, I'm a fucking good guy. I would have tip him. A manager says he's gonna handle that shit. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Little Wayne like shot the fuck up and was like, nah, nah, like That's we're tight. not doing that broke shit. Like, ah. shit. <laughs> he, goes, he, goes, he goes, what's the tab? And I'm like, it's like 189 and he's like dope wrote 189 on the tip and he's like thanks for all your help i was like oh man that's fucking cool like that's super <laughs> awesome but then you meet like dudes like, <laughs> he's like we're playing uh later tonight if you want to buy tickets they're 189 dollars <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> vip 189 come through i just bought your tickets so you kind of have to come through you know? yeah. but i mean and then working there i met like uh bradley cooper after the hangover premiere um hugh jackman because they did that's the fucking X-Men dope. release yeah they uh met tempe marketplace so all that stuff hugh jackman the nicest guy I've ever ever met in my life. He actually bought like the whole section's breakfast at the Valley Ho. So he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm sitting in these booths." He goes, it's like, like, but the this. Continental bacon, bacon toast, <laughs> but no just extras. the bacon egg and yeah. toast." Listen, even... they're still peasants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's just walking out there. Broke, to be fair, that broke. like to buy everybody on that section breakfast at a. D, like a fucking nice house. Ain't cheap. Right, right. right. He at least dropped a G bar on yeah. fucking bra- I don't like bacon and eggs for sure for everyone. That that's, is, that's, yeah, like, I'll give you the industry discount, Hugh. Right. Because that's well, a fucking right, lot right. of breakfast. Now, listen, Miguel, the, that's awesome. I mean, Little Wayne sounds like uh, he tips better than he raps for sure. Yeah, I'm totally right. Oh, um, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> listen, I've got criticisms about Little Wayne. And 100%. I'll have, all day. I'll have them all day. 100 but it's not about his tipping. But uh, this is a podcast where we talk shit when we talk shit. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> those days, you're a tattoo artist, a great one. Uh, you've tattooed me. Uh, oh, thank you, to me. by the way. I didn't know that. That's good um, you're one of the best bartenders I've ever thank met. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So, 
you've um, you've had you, you've you've clearly had a lot of interactions with people mm-hmm. now, and and you've clearly met you know a handful of celebrities. Who's the shittiest celebrity you've interacted with? Mm. Oh, I know. Question. I I I have two actually. Perfect. Well, uh, we are uh, here so for you. The first one, equally um, shit. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Fuck that guy. That guy can't throw a fucking ball. Well, I mean, aside from not being able to not throw a fucking ball, his attitude is the shit. And that guy's in a fucking shit team. That guy can't throw a ball. He's fat. He's overweight. Fuck that dude. He sucks. His attitude reflects that. uh, Oh, wait, wait. You're a Steelers fan, this piece of shit over here, Alex. Hey, Fuck but you. Ben Roethlisberger is still a rapist, and I'm not here to fucking die on this hill. Whoa, <laughs> I thought it was pronounced philanthropist. <laughs> no, no, it's a full-on rapist. Yeah. Well, I'm not protecting another rapist. I didn't it's say, like, weed. wait, wait. Your protection of Ben Roethlisberger's and he well, didn't Well, he rape. said Ben Roethlisberger was terrible. Sucks. Yeah, he fucking sucks. I said- if you're a Steelers fan... Oh, uh, oh you're talking about just from a football perspective. Yes. Yeah. That well, sucks. I mean, Fuck him. he does have two Super Bowl rings, but however, uh, I'm not here to defend him. I don't want to, this, like, this see, is, this, this is the problem here. R. Kelly made yeah. a good album one time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they caught his ass 20 years later. Dude. I don't know what, what. Listen, Michael Jackson proved that molesting kids is the fuel to success, but... <laughs> <laughs> Do we celebrate it? Like, what the fuck? You, I, I, you're, you don't seem like you're on Miguel's side with this whole thing. Uh, he well, said he sucks, and I'm agreeing with him. It, so, so more specifically, he's like, shit on Ben Roethlisberger. He's like, no, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. I agree. My Steelers jersey <laughs> is a Harris jersey because, unfortunately, <laughs> I've been a Steelers fan since That's Cordell long. Stewart. <laughs> since Cordell fucking Stewart, bro. <laughs> like, I got a Bennett's jersey. <laughs> so, so this was so uh, more in depth on that story. This was after they had just beat us in the in the Super Bowl. So Cardinals. Yeah. That's oh when, well, yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. how you would have interacted with this yeah. fucking dipshit ass. And so that was when after everything. So they were down here because it was like a, what is it like the Pro Bowl game or something like that or like the All Star game. Yeah. Or something uh, like well, that. it's uh, it's Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. Uh, so yeah. they were so they were down here for that year or whatever. So it was yeah. everyone. In contrast to that, Chad Ochocinco, coolest fucking dude I've ever met. Literally gave everyone a hundred dollars on the way out. I didn't get one of those hundred dollar bills, but literally <laughs> so not like, everybody. Oh, Allegedly, so much. I should have been I, in the back smoking weed. You know what I mean? But, so um, almost everybody. Almost everybody. I was like, wait, wait, Chad, go here. I need money too. Please. <laughs> I'm on a first name basis with you, Chad. <laughs> We're homies now. Mr. Ocho Cinco, I mean. It, it, it's hilarious because I was a manager at the time, so you kind of have to like be like, oh, yeah, no, you guys go ahead and do your thing. Like, go ahead and collect. And the whole time I'm like, fuck, dude, if I was a server, I should have. <laughs> like, I would have fucking. Gotten- so, who was the other shitty uh, celebrity? The other shitty celebrity, unfortunately, RIP, was I didn't even remember his name, but Debo from Friday. Oh yeah, so he actually just recently passed away. So I hate to talk shit about him, but unfortunately, but he's dead, right? But when I was a manager, he went to Barrio Queen, sat in the corner, and one of my, I, I, first of all, this lady was like in her mid fifties, like still serving, right? One of the nicest servers that we had. Um, and so one of the biggest things when Chef Savannah was a part of Barrio Queen was that she wanted no like rice and beans on the menu or whatever. So sure. this guy goes, oh, do you have rice on the menu? And so, oh, I'm so sorry. We don't actually, you know, our chef, blah, blah, blah. And as she's explaining it, he goes, well, there goes your tip. And I heard that and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, don't, like what the fuck? Like what? As far as like mentality goes, like if, yeah, what if, are you still doing? Did here he reflect who that? he was? Right. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, it, see, it, I would have loved for her to be like, I don't know who you are, but when he says that, do that, Chris Tucker. Who? 
Right. <laughs> oh yeah, and she, she who are you? bro, it, it was so who? terrible because even at that point, like she came up to me and she's like, I don't know what to do because he's already pissed. And I'm like, you know what? Just wait on the table. We'll fucking pay you out of the house. Like, yeah. Don't worry about it. We're gonna tip you fifty percent. Like it's okay. But it it just kind of like the whole like contrast of like service. Like it's not like she forgot it or like he yeah. ordered it and then she was like oh well we don't like it was not like, on a right menu. off the he bat. wants right. to take it out on someone if you this wanted is rice the closest person he can absolutely exactly. affect and if you wanted rice go find a place yeah. to rice right uh, exactly we didn't have it we're in fucking Scottsdale there's we, 100 Mexican what restaurants a, yeah. <laughs> yeah and what a weird place to go specifically for rice i mean if i wanted rice mexican like yeah i would go there like thinking it would be a possible side but like if i'm thinking rice i'd probably go to like a spot that sells like Asian bowls or something. Well, like, so like, right, 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 here's right, right. the move I'd make if I was saying, like, rice. if I wanted rice or if I wanted something, I'm gonna take the tip out. I'd be like, I need. I'm at a taco joint. You got carne asada. You had it right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Do you got uh, uh fish tacos? Yep. Right. Do you got uh, margaritas? Oh yeah. Right. Did you have chocolate chip cookies though? <laughs> you know, so, so we actually, <laughs> you actually know, this specific I, restaurant we did this specific <laughs> restaurant we actually did for one month we actually they had chocolate we, it, it came in a fucking skillet it was actually oh, called God. the bazooki no, <laughs> I made this up I worked at BJ's <laughs> It up, you know, whatever it was, just the cast it's like a regular pizza made the craziest tacos. You know, that's like, oh, I, yeah, no, oh, I'm getting my, my yeah, nah, <laughs> fuck that guy for being like, you don't get your tip for fucking oh, down rice, fuck you. But even then, like to 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 just say it right off the bat, like you're already preemptively like giving yourself shitty service because you're already telling oh, yeah. the server that, oh yeah, you're not, oh, don't worry, I'm not gonna pay. Oh, you the back. reason you oh, were, I forgot to make rice today. Like, <laughs> right. Fuck you. Oh yeah, well you know what, now your food's gonna take extra long because of fucking packed sorry yeah. dude oh like, that's why you weren't in much stuff because you're really just a dick yeah pretty like, much that's why your film career was short <laughs> and then he did uh, Lolo's Chicken and Waffles uh, in commercials until he passed away yeah and then he so. died yeah right. yeah and then now he can't not tip it wait did Lolo's that. Chicken and Waffles have fucking rice you know what? They fucking didn't, but they allowed him to play his old role at Friday, so I imagine that's why he was like, you Dusted off the flannel. Right. <laughs> Grabbed that BMX out of the garage. Shined One, it up. Right, 100%. percent All right, get back in the character. All right, I need to buff this thing off. Although I did like him in Fifth Element, though, I will say. He was pretty good in yeah, that is twenty three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> back when he was so rich that he didn't care about not having right. a tip about people for not having rights. Yeah, yeah, famous people just get like more salty over time about having to like put out extra money. Like Ocho Cinco in ten years is going to be like fuck your tip. Right. <laughs> Nobody. Well, actually, I would say the uh, in contrast as well to like the worst of the worst. The nicest person I've ever met was Martha Stewart. Dude, fucking Martha Stewart. I 100 percent believe that. She's a real G. I straight up believe it. So same same restaurant, Barrio Queen. I'm sitting there, and uh, dude, that's surprising. She went to a place that had anything to do with bars. Right. Barrio. She didn't snitch. She's a fucking G. Dude, baby girl kept ten toes down, didn't fucking say anyone's name, and served her shit. Fucking. She fucking gangster. And now she's doing a fucking show with Snoop Dogg because he a real one too. He's fucking. a murder case, and he's like, you know what? We're we're right here with each other. We are the. We may have had different upbringings, but you and I are the same. Are yeah. You same. complete <laughs> me. Right. Right. Dude, they're going to have some crazy sex day come out in no time. Yeah, that's some yin yang sure. shit. Right? You know? Yeah. It's <sighs> literally no, going to be some. I'd pay, I can't I, even I, say I'd it. Pay to see BBW it. and some BBC <laughs> shit. What the fuck is going down? All of it. I'd, uh, is this too. I'd, I'd pay to see it. 
I get a lot of you. If Who if wouldn't? you told me like Martha Stewart and Holy Snoop Dogg shit. were dropping in OnlyFans exclusive for fifty bucks, I just ask what the run that. length was I'd to see if I'm yeah. getting my value. I'm just saying. But just I'd saying. also assume that the credits rolled first. You know, it's that even, type of yeah. movie. But <laughs> like, you don't matter the credits don't come at the end. The fact to just see it. Well, well, I want I want price of scale. Credits opening. But also, I want to see that argument of like that in those credits of like whose name goes first. First and Martha's like, I actually spent time, dog. Like, oh, yeah. my yeah. name goes first. I'm really the gangster. Yeah. Like, I, I would yeah, just got a better made credit. a movie about yeah. it. Yeah. Martha Stewart's got a better I, rap sheet. I, I, I than guess Snoop Dogg. I guess we'll know how good Snoop Dogg lays it down once we see the name order on the marquee. You know what? Dude, he's Snoop Lion for a reason, bro. Because <laughs> he went to Jamaica and smoked weed too crazy to handle, and he's evolved from a dog. <laughs> That's where I was going, but yeah, Jamaica's unreal, cool. Unreal level. He's a he's one of those animorphs. He is. He's like three quarters of the way too. What is his fi- what? His ultimate The better form? question: What know. is his final form? A Doberman. Fucking Doberman. A Doberman. A Doberman. Uh, what? What are those? Uh, the kai- no, not the kaiju. Oh yeah, yeah a Doberman kaiju. Well, because in one of his... Hey, ma- hey, no his, slurs uh, here, buddy. Yeah, dude. Whoa, Whatever whoa, he does, whoa. he has none. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, because in one of his uh, music videos, he turns into a Doberman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, that was 90s graphics, so you know it looks tight. Well, in my opinion, there was no graphics there because he actually turned into the Doberman. He was yeah. like, all right, y'all want to see some crazy shit? What I've learned about <laughs> having a 15-year-old is don't rewatch shit from the 90s. Yeah, just, <laughs> it, just not your memory, Your memory has it perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and don't fuck with it. Right. Don't fuck with it. I feel that. I feel so that. So did Martha Stewart order like a fucking G? Was she cool? Oh, dude. So actually, so she walked into the restaurant. Yeah, just, and, well, her assistant me. comes in. And she goes, oh, well, I have Martha Stewart here. Is there any way we can get her a table? And I'm yep. like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, We're on a three-hour wait. But, I mean, I can try and see what I can do. I'm sure because it's Martha Stewart, I can get you up. And she's like, well, that's unacceptable. Like, we need to. And as she's, like, as her assistant's, like, reaming into me about how unacceptable it is, in walks Martha fucking Stewart. Like, oh, hey, so what? what's the wait? And I go, oh, I'm so sorry, Martha. It's, like, three hours. Like, And she goes, we'll wait. It's fine. We'll wait. And yeah, I was we like, go to the mall. Dude, yeah. Martha Stewart's got such a fucking cool personality and like rap sheet and everything that you just call her as like first name basis. And that's right? exactly like, what Mark, I did. I was like, like, I'm sorry, Martha. Martha like, yeah. oh, if man. I saw Mike Tyson, I'm like, what's up, Mike Tyson? Like, I'm like, what's up, Mike? Anybody else? But like, oh, yeah. Martha Stewart, like, so I'm Mike? sorry, Martha. Like, hey, she's up, like, Martha. we good. Yeah, and that was exactly how it went. She's like, no, no, we'll wait, we'll wait. And I go, well, you know what? I go, Chef Savon is here. Let me go grab her for you. Oh, yeah. I go, let me have her talk to you. Maybe she'll, like, get you Let up. me wow chef to chef. Right. And yeah. so went over, and it was hilarious because Chef Savon so what she used to do, and <laughs> if, which I doubt she'll ever hear this, but if she ever does, she would have, she'll uh, have, she'll she have, she'll she'll have will. shots of she mezcal or, like, the Hell yeah. or whatever, and she'll, she'll line up her shots in pyramid form to show how much she's drinking, you know? So the so the pyramid's about like right here, you know, about it's ready. about a foot tall for the listeners. I, yeah, I would say we're, we we're about see, we're yeah, about yeah. like we're about like four <laughs> rows of shot glasses up, you know. And all so right. she's about to like crown the fucking pyramid, right? So it's all the way up to the point, and she takes her shot and she puts it up at the top. All right, I'm done for the night, and I'm like, Chef uh, Martha Stewart's here to see you, and she goes Martha fucking Stewart. Yeah, and I'm like no 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 like. Like Martha fucking Stewart, she's she's <laughs> over there in the waiting room. The, the real deal grill. Yeah, and that's so not, she. Evander Holyfield, but whatever. In the funny, in the funny thing is, is that Chef was like laughing the whole time. Because like, oh, I mean, no she's like, way. I mean, this, 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 she's like, you know, however many shots in, she's like, oh, 
telling her friends, well, I gotta go, because Martha Stewart wants to yeah, see me. That's, oh, Martha. I mean, that's like playing a joke on something. Like, yeah, it's, Martha like, it's like saying, like, Beyonce wants to hang out with you. You know, yeah. it's like, it's just too iconic. It's like, I'm either getting <laughs> let go, or this is an intervention. <laughs> right, so, you I'm know. Gonna, I'm gonna play myself out. <laughs> and let's just see how it goes. So I walk up, and then as I'm, like, leading her through, and she's like, okay, so which Martha Stewart is it? And I'm like, no, chef, it's like the Martha Stewart. So she walks in, and you just see Martha. Are you wave. fucking with her a little bit by saying that too? Like, no, or are you I, trying to be I, as I'm real as possible? I'm trying to like because the thing is, is the the one thing I respect about Chef Savannah is that she's always just so blunt. Mm-hmm. So if if you bullshit her, she'll bullshit you back, you know. Or if you fluff her up, then she'll be like, she'll call you out. And she'll be like, oh, this ain't Martha fucking Stewart, dude. Like she'll be like, what the fuck, you know? And, and the so, whole time you're like, no, it's Martha Stewart. No, it's really it's Martha, Martha like, fucking it's, Stewart. It's she's here to eat your food, you know. And so it was hilarious because the second she walks through, because we're in the we're in like the backside of the bistro, so we walk into the front where the waiting area is. The minute she walks through the front door, she's like, "Oh my god, Martha Stewart!" And I'm like, "That's what I didn't want to happen." But yeah, no, go ahead, go yep. do your thing, girl. And immediately, I swear to fucking god, the first table that gets up, she fucking sits down right yeah. there, and she goes, "No, no, no, we're gonna sit here. I'm gonna sit here. Go ahead." And the first table that was next saw the table get up. They sit down, and I look over, and I'm like, "I'm sorry." And they were like. It's Martha Stewart and Chef Savannah. Yeah, we what get do you it. want me to say? We, yeah, yeah. We'll wait. We'll gladly wait. What the fuck and, am I supposed to do? Yeah. Everyone that was waiting three hours was like, no, it's it's Martha Stewart. Like, she can have... As a matter of fact, I'll buy her a drink. You know what I mean? I would be... Was, uh, if I was that person... I, it's like winning the lottery. Like, if you were the person that about to that table and then Martha Stewart takes that table, oh, I'd be please. like, no, nah, I get it. But I'd really like you to tell her, because I'm being real chill, she'd have the table, I get it. Um... Give me some stock advice. <laughs> give me at least. I have a script. Five Can you look yeah. at like, like from give me the five inside. minutes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me, give me five minutes for some financial advice. Uh, yeah. I, I'm actually about to go do a dime. Uh, can I ask her some advice that's real quick? That's 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> for the listeners, that's 10 years in prison. <laughs> so he's going away for some serious shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you yeah. know. Or uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe uh, some minor shit trumped up, you know. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? It could be a lot of a little things, or a little bit of a lot of things. You know really, I mean? just kind of depends. So how that uh, how that night end? Pretty um, solid. Night end solid. She had good food. It was great. Um, as a matter of fact, she said she was going to tell a couple of her friends. A couple of her friends ended up being fucking ZZ Top. Uh, um, that makes sense. You know? Yeah, and and when they came in to eat, it was super no. sick. They, I feel I mean, like those are just chill guys, though. They were filled with so many stories, man. But like on the road, so it was kind of cool. They speak fluent Spanish, actually. If you didn't know, uh, like they were actually ginger bearded motherfuckers. Good for them. They were ordering in Spanish. They were talking about how so uh, one story they went to. Um, I think they were in like Culiacan or like one of like the really big like nautical states of like Mexico. And they were doing, like, this, like, South American tour. They came back, and uh, they were at this, like, taco spot. And they were talking about how they were eating, and these, like, seven black SUVs pull up, right? And uh, one, of the, one of the guys comes out, and he's got a mask on with sunglasses, and he's like, hey, just so you know, we know who you are. So we want to, like, let you guys get your food to go, and you should probably leave now. And they all look at each other, and they're like, all right, bet. So they literally, instead of packing up their food, they literally took their plates and trays, got up and left. And then these guys, like, as soon as they left, like, 17 dudes walked in, and they were like, yeah, like, four of them had, like, ARs and shit. And they were like, yep, shit was about to go down. But what was crazy is that he was like... You know, we're like rock stars, you know, like whatever, like, but we didn't know that we were that well known to where like the fucking, 
cartel is going to come in and be like, hi, ZZ Top? Yeah, you guys are awesome. We love you guys. We're big fans. <laughs> you should probably pack up these tacos because we're about to kill everyone in here. You know what I mean? So they were like, yeah, no, we'll, yeah, absolutely, bro. We're going to leave. You I know? mean, yes. I would love that kind of fucking friend on the backside. Like, I'm telling you, like, just the fact, I mean, and then it also extends to the fact that, like, you know, like the the narco, the cartel's knowledge of just like who everyone yeah. is. I'd be the like, idiot on the other side, still eating dinner, just like forking meat in my mouth, and be like, right. "Wow, ZZ Top left really quick. They must have a concert to go to. <laughs> right. I'll they finish my meal. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's fine." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have seen ZZ Top before, but if I ever see them again, I will quickly. If I see them leave, I'm bouncing. Right. Yeah, sure. Like Mitch I'm not going to wait for an encore. Know. I'm going to be yeah. like. We should probably leave. <laughs> That's not their concert. They're, they're really going to tell that story that every concert ends quick and no encore. They're like, oh, they didn't do an encore? Everybody needs to get the fuck out of here. The dude. cartel's here. Right the now. The cartel's here to kill everyone. I got to bring them in, tell that story, then when I'm ready to close a bar down, have them leave and be like, oh, we should get out of here. We should get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you've ever had the chance to see them live, there's shit I got to see them until you ride. Fantastic. But, Miguel. Yes. Um, we um, wildly get off track here. I like that. was a good fun. tangent, though. That no, was, no, it was, uh, it was good. It was yeah. good. You know, the, the questions are only here to provoke conversation. But um, we keep jump. You have such a, an illustrious... Um, you like to taste life and do a bunch of different things. Uh, I, I very much feel that energy. But um, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, you... you um, you're currently uh, tattooing, at least as far mm-hmm. as I'm aware, because I very yeah, recently yeah. got one from you. Uh, and then secondly, you said you're about to, uh, you're trying to open a bar or be involved with a bar. Yeah, like, so... Uh, t- t- tell me about this, because, I mean, love your tattoos, but this is this is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things in your... Miguel is. <laughs> the things in your toolkit, this is one of my favorites, is yeah. you behind a bar, you in a bar doing your thing. So. Yeah, so... Um... So uh, so before COVID, I actually had quite a bit of projects uh, building up. Um, I was actually bar manager at Vecina. Oh, yeah. yeah, I came and saw you there. Uh, I loved oh. And so Whew. after pretty much, like, I, I would have to say, like, the, the kerfuffle of COVID kind of happened. Yeah. Um, I really kind of, like, took into consideration, like, dude, like, do I really want to do food and beverage? Do I really want to bartend? So I was super advocate about not wanting to really, like, bartend anymore, you know? And, and the thing is, is that like I, I not not to self boast, but I don't like gatekeep. So I try to teach and teach and teach yeah. and teach. You ask me whatever, I'll tell you whatever. And so, yeah. Feel and that. and in that aspect, I think by me like pulling out, a lot of people were like, "Oh wait, but I have more questions." You know, like, "Oh wait, like what'd you do here?" Because even even after I was out of COVID, like people would ask me about recipes and you know whatever. And so I started tattooing because that's what I did right out of high school. I'm 32. I did it when I was 18. And it was super on and off because tattooing is just very seasonal. You know, you, Absolutely. Can, you can make like, it, like I've, I've made like 10 grand in a month. And then I've also made like two grand in a month. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In that mm-hmm. same year. So uh, yeah. bartending was always consistent. And the creativity was always what I wanted to keep doing, you know. So anyways, after COVID, started tattooing, started tattooing full time. Got gained, gained pretty good headway with that. Uh, then I got presented by a buddy of mine, and they were like, hey, there's a group of guys. Actually, it's a family that's opening up a cocktail bar, uh, but they're real new to this. So they would like to like pay you to consult. And I was like, all right, let me see who they are. Like, Let me figure it out. Found out that the family is like one of the nicest, most respectful, most like open families like ever. Like They were like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, well, what about this, this, and this? Like, we love it. 
well, what do you think about this? And I'm like, well, I think I would do it this, this, and this way. Like, oh, perfect. Let's do it that way. And so I'm they were like, receptive. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's so, the hardest part. Like, when you get brought on consulting, dude, I, I haven't done a lot. I think I've done it maybe once or twice for very simple ass shit. Like, mm-hmm. very simple things. And then, uh, and most of the time, not even for money, just because it's part of my job to yeah. like, help new bars open up. And I'm like, honestly, like, I've done this for a while. I do this kind of thing, this kind of thing, this kind of thing. And then they go the opposite direction. And then they ask me for more advice. I'm like, my next advice is when you open up, I'll come pitch beer to you. Like, right. that's it. Like, And at the end of the day, because that was the one thing I was telling them, I go, the most refreshing part about working with them is that so far doing all of our tastings, like today at Pack Edge, I was telling them um, they never had Satol before. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, be open, be receptive to Satol. I think like we can do certain things with it. Like, of course, this isn't going to be like our main focus on the bar program, but I would love to have like one or two Satol cocktails, you know, whatever. They tasted it. They loved it. Made them a couple of cocktails. They loved it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we want both of these on the menu. And I was like, oh, no, we're only going to do one. Like, well, can we have both? You know, I'm like, yeah, of course, you know. Um, but anyways, coming back into it, um, working with these guys, like allowing them, allowing me the freedom to like help build their bar program really kind of like brought me back out of retirement to where like it's like, OK, cool. Like I not necessarily like I can do this, but I think uh, coming back into this, it's a lot um mm-hmm. It's a different approach because, I mean, from when we met, I I mean, fuck, dude, I was, you know, Miguel Moore, you know, fuck this and fuck that. And, like, <laughs> I don't give a shit, you know, fuck them. And it was just very, you know, super aggressive, you know. And, like, I'd wear, like, big hats and rings and, like, vests with pins and patches. And I'm like, what do you want, dude? I'll fucking make you whatever, you know. And it was yeah. just super, like, in your face, you know. And, I mean, it worked up until a certain point. But I then say, there's also, to, like, a, like, a, there's a, like, a. Uh, like a venue for that there's a model for that like, yeah, yeah. like if I go on and someone's like yeah I'm gonna make you the fuck you on like well, this guy knows what he's doing <laughs> yeah dude and that's in um, honestly it was one of those things yeah, where I kind of yeah. <laughs> where I kind of kept that mentality where it's like it works until it doesn't and then after yeah. COVID hit it didn't work Mm-mm. so now coming back into it I'm like alright I did the whole like kick down my door like alright I'm here bitches you know and now I'm more like alright who can I teach? Who wants to learn? Like, let's yeah. all let's yeah. all do. Because in my opinion, I mean, loosely based, like a lot of like bigger bar companies and bigger uh, like uh, cocktail companies. And I mean, whoever listens to this knows what I'm talking about. Conglomerizes the fact that like they would rather have big names behind their bar rather Absolutely. than young cats yeah. that they can teach. And I'm more. I want to teach the young cats. I want the younger guys to yeah. be better than me. I want like even. Um, one of my uh, one of my buddies that I tell, helped um, train for cocktail programs, and now he's actually working on a couple of menus. Uh, I would tell him, like, dude, like anything I teach you, do it better than me. If I teach you this much, learn more. You know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you what I know, but do independent research. That way, I, if we're competing, you whoop my ass. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't ever want to be like the top dog in the in the point of to where it's like you know you puff your chest out, you throw your dick on the bar, and you're just like, yeah, dude, I win all kinds of That's shit. I like, my drinks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would so much, so. I would much rather like teach yeah. everyone enough to like beat. What's well, a refreshing way to yeah. look at it? Because like. I don't know that much about the cocktail industry, but, like, when I talk to someone that, like, I've talked to enough of, like, the 12 West guys that have been doing it for so fucking long, and they know, and they're almost tired of, like, just that big dick swinging competition, because oh, they'd yeah. all been there and now worked through it. Yeah, they've moved like, into that more, like, Rich, I call it the Richie <laughs> Moe, right? Like, Richie Moe 
uh, his mentored some of the greatest bartenders in the city. Oh, one hundred percent. He actually the, helped spark Black Shaker Society. Yeah. Shout out Gabe, Tony, and fucking Dustin. Absolutely, and and well, you know, everyone loves Richie, and I'm not here to talk shit. Like he is not no, as right. good of a bartender as everyone he's ever trained. Right. But like, what a legacy to leave behind. You know, that's at Twelve West. That's always been the goal. Yeah. Is Every bartender that comes out of 12 West, like, when you see 12 West on a resume, it's an immediate hire. Whoa, that's the goal. That's the yeah, mentality. Yeah. It's not about swinging dicks. Like, yeah, those guys want to be on Instagram. And they want to have fun. But they also want to bring in young guys. And, and you know, when before Izzy moved to Mexico for her hiatus, five years, ten years, come back, Izzy. Um, she, like, she was a you great... You said ex- six months. Yeah, you said hot six girl months. summers. Yeah, you summers. said hot girl summer, Izzy, come back. You summers. said six fucking months. So, what I was saying was, yeah, yeah. like, so, like, Chuck, Mike, Maui, like, all them, they, they had, uh, uh, like, self-starters, right? Like, they learned a lot of that shit themselves. They figured it out. Oh, yeah. They, they started they built home bar. They built home bar. Got to oh, home yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah, did. Yeah. Home they did bar. shit home that, bar. like... Other people weren't willing to do. They just wanted to get a, a cocktail job and be the big fucking swinging dick, the big name at a cocktail bar, and then be able to jump to any cocktail bar because they made some crazy ass shit and yeah. lit it on fire, flipped it behind their back, and fucking threw it in a cup. Sixteen like, touch cocktail. But <laughs> oh, dude, dude, it I, was uh, like me going there. It would literally be I'd be sitting there with Dirty Mike, and uh, he'd be like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Fucking old fashioned half sweet, man. Like, give me an old fashioned half sweet. I don't give a fuck. Like, I need thirty seven touches." And he's like. Can I make something for you? And as and I'm like, fuck it, sure. And as he's making something with like probably 18 touches now, I'm like, so now that what I would have had to drink in five minutes is now 10 minutes, which I don't give a fuck. I'm there to just <laughs> bullshit with some homies. And then he'd sit there and be like, yo, have you met uh, Izzy or you met this person, this person? Like, yeah, I'm training him to do this shit by the bar. Like, And they're fucking good, man. They made yeah. this drink yeah. and they did Absolutely. this and they did this. And he's like, fucking wowed me to do that shit, yeah. which was so crazy. He's like, wait, wait, wait. That person started as like a food runner or some shit, or just like a like a bartender, and, and then they they just prove that they like yeah. they literally show that they wanted to do something, mm. and he's like, "I'm gonna do it," but they have to they have to pass a test that he made. Yeah, so it's not like oh, you just worked hard and you wanted it. No, you had to work hard, want it, show that you wanted it enough that I've recognized yeah. it, and then pass this test, and now you get my training, mm-hmm. and that is some dope ass shit. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. As a matter of fact, like when we start opening up Martina, the we're gonna have pretty rigorous testing, but nothing too overwhelming. The funny thing is, is actually the testing's nice to show that like you gotta you show that you wanted, yeah, enough that you want to do it. Oh, that and then yeah. pass that because it shows whoever is teaching like Mike or Chuck like they're they're not wasting their time. You yeah, know what I mean. Well, and that's over at Twelve West. They've started doing stages, which is more mm. of like a culinary kind of approach. Where yeah. it's, it's somewhere in between like a working interview and like um, a vibe check. And yes, so I guess it's a menage a trois. It's dev, it's dev a vibe check. Yeah, it's a working interview, and then lastly, it's um, oh shit, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, my I'm getting vibe check is fucking dope. Vibe um, check. So until you remember what you were going to say, I would well, actually I have a funny story about Chuck. Well, that's what we're here for. So that's yeah. what you need to do. So uh, Bitter's <laughs> Bar just started before the whole fuckery of, okay. you know, we already know yeah. all that bullshit. We don't. We actually have not had Chuck on yet. No. Uh, well, when, when Chuck's episode <laughs> comes on, you will know. But yes. uh, it, it was kind yeah. of funny Sneak because... Peek. So at the time, uh, uh, dating it, I was actually at Hotel Adeline working at Straight Up Whiskey oh, Bar. And so badass. So the, 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 where I got, basically where I got my name in the cocktail industry was at 
Straight Up Whiskey Bar was at Hotel Adeline. Matt Plaid, shout out 36 Below, because that's where he's at. Um, he was actually in Hotel Adeline, hired me on, was like, this bar's got six months left. Do whatever the fuck you want. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do, can I do like <laughs> I flamed that. this? Can I do, and he's like, dude, literally whatever you want. He's like, you want, he goes, as a matter of fact, like buy whatever you need and we'll reimburse you. So I got like snow cone machines and smoker. Like I, I was dumping hundreds and hundreds of dollars into some like, right. fucking weird toys, you know? Uh, and with the six months left that they had in that six months time, we ended up being on Reader's Digest top ten speakeasies. Mm -hmm. No shit. Yeah, I was actually in Chicago and I got like twenty emails. Like, oh my god, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's so sick. Like, all the owners and corporates and managers and everything. Oh, that's and awesome. Yeah, and it's on their Instagram. The article's on their Instagram. You can check it out. And so, um, but they're still in business now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They actually that specific location only had six months. Yeah, got yeah, you. yeah. Okay. So, so at that moment, they were like this is a new restaurant uh, or this is a new hotel this is a new concept like anybody that's taken it over just really hasn't stuck around so in six months if we don't turn a profit we're going to turn it into a, a conference room and then we'll move you over into the lobby bar oh, okay. so it's essentially okay. like if it doesn't work out don't worry about it we got another yeah. job for you but if it does cool and then it ended up working out so Around that time, as it started opening up, at that point, I was in a few publications. I was kind of getting my name around the East Valley, and then, uh, and then, yeah, fucking, you know, Chuck and the boys, came Chuck through. and the boys, and uh, and it was hilarious because every fucking time I would sit there, I would have at least one or two per, like one or two people being like, "You ever been to Bitters? You ever, you ever, you ever seen Dirty Mike?" And I'm like, "No." I don't know who the fuck he is. Like, I don't care. Did he make Dirty Mike? Like, no. I, don't I know, right? From a guy Dude, that Dirty was my Mike. first reaction to, like, Dirty Mike. I was like, Jesus. And then I met him first, and then he, like, you know, he's very energetic. And I was like, well, he knows what to say. And then I saw him bartend. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and that's kind of how it was. With us. So, <laughs> so Chuck will laugh at this story because I came through. Uh, it was actually her and I. We went to... 12, or 12 West. <laughs> Shout out 12 West. But no, we went to uh, uh, the place that shall remain nameless. Um, sat at the bar. <laughs> saw Chuck come up to me. He's always she, I know, right? <laughs> and so she, uh, so she orders a cocktail. And I'm actually, I, I don't know if I'm like not feeling good at this point or like I've already been drinking. But You're I, about I to shoot your pants. 100%. As yeah, a matter yeah. of fact, <laughs> what they did have, they actually, <laughs> shout out to them for having more than one stall. Yeah, so yep. I didn't have another accident, which is great. <laughs> yeah. But I asked for a can of hams. And, and Chuck looks at me and he goes, really? Can of hams? And I was like, well, I mean, I just, I just want to get, I just want to have like a light drink. And he goes, all right, fine. And then cracks open a can of hams, slams it on the fucking table. And I'm like, all right. And then he comes back with a cocktail and he goes, why don't you drink that instead? And I was yeah. like, all right, then. And it was fantastic. And then at that point, like he was off shift, Dirty Mike came on shift. And then we were there, we were meant to be there for like an hour and then we ended up being there for a few hours and it wasn't until like a couple years later after everything happened after they left after chuck's got everything going up with 12 west there was a delbach uh event at uh, little rituals yeah so we went down there we visited with them and dirty mike comes up to me and he's like you know what man i just wanted to fucking say like, I fucking hated you. And I was like, I hated you too. <laughs> and we were talking about how, like, every time people would go down to see him, they'd be like, have you ever heard of Miguel at Straight Up? And every time I was at Straight Up, he'd be like, you ever heard of Dirty Mike <laughs> fucking bitters? And, like, we were just like, I go, we have this, like, non-official beef going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it wasn't until, I think, like, 
I mean, after that, it wasn't until like bar brawl, I think, uh, when we all just kind of were like, all right, yeah, we're all fucking best yeah, friends. Yeah, you know? bar brawl was a, that was a, fuck, that was a, that was, that, that was a fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I never, uh, I never quite understood the, uh, the, like the craft cocktail industry. Uh, I didn't really even know. I mean, I, I had an idea that existed when I lived in San Diego before I came back here to, uh, do sales for my brewery. Um, but, uh. I sold beer to Chuck, uh-huh. and it was at Bitters. I don't give a fuck about the craft cocktail program. I didn't fucking know about right. craft what cocktails. Do you, what, like, do you, what do you want to drink? I sold beer. There you go, yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, give me a f- vodka soda. I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on here? And uh, <laughs> I would I just keep like hanging out with him by selling to him, and then I'd kick it and have an old-fashioned yeah. at the end of my shift. Cause he would he was call day was like Thursday at 4, so I was like, well... I get an hour. When I finish on Thursdays at four, I'll just go see him, have a cocktail, sell him beer. Cause they had like eight, eight or nine tap, twelve taps, something like that, and then move along, go oh, home after. Yeah. So I'd bring a bunch of samples. He'd make me a cocktail. We called it square. Boom, yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Dude, we do trivia's. Why don't we do like a tap takeover event, and we'll focus all your beers, and then uh, maybe we'll make a, a cocktail with your beer." At that time, I literally was like. My knowledge of what they could have done with my beer was like make a cocktail, pour some beer over the top of it, <laughs> call it a day. Done deal. Got uh, it. Yeah. Dude, I get there and he's like, I do. We brought in your sour and we're going to do this with it and this with it and this with it. And I, like, at that point, I was so astonished at like what he was even saying. It was like, it was like when <laughs> Philip uh, Duncan was here. He was like, <laughs> he said eight words I don't even understand anymore. <laughs> uh, literally, that was how I felt. I was like, that dude just said like nine words. Not a clue. We're going to do a sour reduction tincture with a little bit of wildflower additives yep. to make it. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> dude, sounds great. I'll go around with samples of my beer. Like, that's all I knew. I'll be like, and uh, how short of a skirt do you want me to like, wear? Literally <laughs> exchange words on like the, cr- like the deepest beer knowledge I knew and the deepest cocktail knowledge. And then we just like make a new cocktail. And I was like, fuck it. Company card. Let's go. I was hammered leaving that. Oh, account. 100%. Uh, yeah. That's how I met them. And then Chuck went over to uh, uh, the local and then now 12 West. And uh, Hold on. I, hold on. He went to Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. And Just, then he technically still works for Grand Canyon, but uh, he's uh, guest bartending, guest GMing over at 12 West. Get the fuck out of here with this fucking shit. <laughs> no, he, he, he was recruited to Grand Canyon, but He's when 12 West opened... He's got an LLC opened, for an I-90 he, form. Like, get the, he works at 12 West. No, no, but he he uh, he came Guess in GM. and uh, he came in and worked for Grand Canyon and did all of our cocktail he program. He did do that, yes. Before, that, he, before he went over to 12 West. Yes. Between uh, between Chuck and uh, Dirty Mike, which I still hate calling him Dirty Mike because he's not dirty. He uh, calls himself Dirty Mike. I know. I just feel bad calling him. Nice to meet you. I'm like, Dirty Mike. I'm like, I, know, the I just call him Mike. Is so amazing. It but is. he smells so fantastic. He's though. not dirty. He doesn't smell in dirty. In no way is it's, dirty. It's so weird. And then we insisted on calling the other Mike Clean Mike. And then um, it's almost more that offensive. made it weird. That, made, that made Dirty Mike more dirty. It like, somehow he, did, yeah. but it also <laughs> made me not believe Clean Mike was clean. I'm like, I. Normally, I wouldn't have questioned it, but now... But now that we're, like, saying that you're a clean mic, I don't really know how clean of a mic you really are. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, he would... Sure. Uh, it would. It, I've had I've had conversations with Mike at the bar, and he's like, Yo, dude, I just got this chick's number that she came in with her dad, and her dad hooked me up with her. That's how fucking good of a bartender he is. D- yeah, no, d- dude, Dirty Mike lays down the D. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's Dirty Mike dirty with three D. D's. Dirty <laughs> For a triple yeah, dose. <laughs> um, also, two, I'm about three beers in. Can I can I take like a quick pee break? Dude, I got to pee so bad. Yeah, I know. Too. I'm like literally. Take a quick piss break and then let's wrap it up. Hell yeah. We're back. All that peeing. Yeah, there was a lot, quite quite a bit of bees. Quite a bit of bees. Yeah. Uh, getting these done back to back will uh, really stretch the bladder. So um, now that we're back, um, we can reference some of these questions we like to get into. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and while you got to hear uh, most of them from the last time, uh, I imagine, I'm assuming, that your answers will be different. I would hope so. <laughs> I, uh, it sounds like you've done a whole bunch, whole shitload of shit, right? right. And the, uh, <laughs> the only one that's important to ambush you with is the first one. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, no, I want to hear it. What's the now? What what's uh, what's the shadiest shit you ever done while working? The shadiest shit I've ever done while working. Okay, uh, let me think real quick because there's just so many shady things that I've done. That's the behind best. The bar. Oh, actually, no. Here we go. All right. So uh, this one. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I I so for this story I won't name any managers, places, or things. Uh, but <laughs> good self censor at your leisure. So a rep gave me uh, well gave my manager a bottle of mezcal. And they were like, hey, this is a brand new mezcal. It's artisanal. It's great. You should have them try it out. Like, let us know. It's a cocktail mezcal, blah, blah, blah. You know, this and that. And so at the time when I worked at this bar, mm-hmm. it was, we were already like, it, we were just rolling. People knew. At, at this point, like, I was already like, uh, um, I had already been um, in AZ Foothills, like, right. uh, what was it? Uh, Trailblazers. Made, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it was, so it was we hung after. Out on list. It was fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was basically like all these publications after it came out. So everyone was like, oh, we're just going to go see Miguel. So at this point, I've reached a point in my career where I was like, oh, I'll make you whatever and you'll love it. But anyway, so we get this new Mezcal and uh, I would have my glasses of water quote unquote air quotations where I would have <laughs> ice and then I would pour a little bit of hoven in there and I'd be drinking my water right so uh, it's we close at midnight it's 1130 uh, bottles polished off me and my partner we are fucking drunk behind the bar and I mean like not even like because we had we had what was called our, our safety word and it was Oklahoma so if anybody Shouts out of, of the homies, Oklahoma. That means you're fucked up. Like, yeah, yo, yeah. bro, Oklahoma. And yeah. you're like, oh. We've got you. Right. Oh, shit. So <laughs> behind the bar, I pour a little bit more of that mezcal in there. I'm drinking. One of my homies comes up, and they're like, my dude, Oklahoma? And I'm like, bro, fucking France. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude, I'm, I'm 18 hours into my flight already. Like, I'm <laughs> fucked, you know? Best part about that is... The owner of the entire establishment comes in. The GM of the entire establishment comes in. And my manager comes in because guess what? They want to taste said mezcal that me and my partner had already pretty much drank all of. No. Yeah. So, like, literally, I look over at my other bartender and I, I tell him, I go, and in the most fucked up slur, I go... So check this out. You want me to fucking sell tequila or mezcal to motherfuckers that don't know? Watch this. And I poured, I think I poured like Illegal or something like in it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's this brand. It's got this, you know, whatever. Guys loved it. Yeah, they, I mean, the owners were like, oh yeah, this is great. You know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and everyone else, like it, it, it went up without a hitch basically. Right. 
as they leave, oh yeah, thank you, Miguel, we appreciate it. They walk out, and my manager looks over at me and he goes, So how fucked up are you? And I looked over <laughs> at him and I was like, Bro, I'm fucking annihilated. <laughs> <We> just, <laughs> He was laughing, and I was laughing. And then I was fired. The drawer was off by like $100. <laughs> it was terrible. It was definitely, but I would say, yeah, now the shadiest thing I've ever done was probably get like that plastered behind the bar and still like, I mean. Still impress the owners. I mean, from my mind's eye, everyone was impressed. But like yeah. if you were to watch that from the outside looking in, it was probably a fucking disaster. Like that, uh, <laughs> like the, uh, what is it, the Molly scene? From a, or not Molly, um, the lewd scene from uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, he's 100. like, like pull oh, up the Lambo yeah. and actually, and it's like, all perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's just he like, looks back, it's this demolished. Now, real quick, before we jump into something else, yeah. and um, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong because it's been out of my mind for too long. But earlier, you mentioned uh, Solange, I think cocktails. Um, if that's the word. Sital. Sital. Yeah. And well, I definitely know what that is, and obviously Bobby does too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we know. If this, you could just <laughs> if you for the listeners could explain what uh that is. So uh uh loosely Sital is a, another variation of an agave spirit. Okay. Um so that so uh, basically along the lines without getting too in depth with it, like you would have your tequila, bacanora, sitol, ricea, and mezcal all under the same kind of family. Um, a couple of those aren't actual varietals of agave. They're actually plants that are along the same lines of agave, which is why those different uh, classifications sure. happen. But but, but typically, both of, like all of those sense. classifications, like uh, for instance, um, and again, DM me at Miguel.phx on Instagram. If I'm wrong with any of this information, please call my ass out because I definitely am one to be humbled. But um, I, I, like, I, fuck I those believe those reviews. Fuck them. Bro, that shit. Come at me. You know why? I know I'm right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Google some other shit. But um, no, so uh, so basically, like uh, uh, in in a context, it's uh, kind of like how like a uh, champagne can't be called champagne unless it comes from Champagne, France. So there's different states, different yeah. municipalities, and stuff like that where it comes from. Like uh, for instance, I believe um, if is I remember, it roughly on the same thing of like calling it something like an agave spirit. But just a little bit more, like, narrowed down. Right, right, right. So so the agave spirit umbrella kind of blankets everything that's not certified. So a lot of yeah. the times, like, the CRT certification, the Mescal certifications, those all cost money and they have to pay taxes sure, on them. And then course. to sell them in the state, they have to pay taxes on top of that. So mm-hmm. you now what you're seeing is a lot of um, agave-based spirits that actually aren't certified but are made the same way with the same varietals of agave okay so uh like for instance i believe we were talking about ricea today and how that's like closer yeah. to the uh, along the lines of satol but because it doesn't come out of the same municipality they call it ricea so it's a lot of like you know jargon that kind of like beats around the bush of like what is basically what it is but because it doesn't come from that like denomination of like you know, like that place of origin, that and they can, right, right, or they don't want to pay like the tax on like having yeah. that certification of being called that. They ended up like calling it or using it with something different. So, yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, so uh, so is, um, I mean, in my opinion, is a lot more like vegetal, a little bit lighter, a lot. I I don't want to say better than mezcal because I fucking love mezcal to 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 death. Oh, that is. Yeah, <laughs> now you're speaking my language. Right, that's my thing. But, but in, in, in a very like generic. Unknowledgeable form is coming from me because I don't More know it. Is uh, mezcal is a like a smoked tequila, right? Like you're smoking yeah. the mes- you're smoking the agave, 
But yeah, r- roughly right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So so uh, the difference a lot of people the the misconception so uh, between tequila and mezcal is that tequila is actually um, has to be one hundred percent blue Weber agave. Um, and then it has to be cooked in a certain way. So typically it's either like autoclaved or it's like baked um, and above ground, steamed, and then they macerate it and then they squish it down. Into which is usually which is usually called industrial style distilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, and with mezcal, it's all pit roasted. So instead yeah, of like you, cooking which it. Which is and, called traditional um, yeah. style. And then the, correct me if I'm wrong, with the third style is it called heritage where they're like using the canoes and deer skins and like really uh, pechuga. yeah yeah so so yeah. the pechuga is what uh is going to be smoked with like certain things so typically like a pechuga uh mezcal is going to be cooked with like a chicken breast or like turkey breast or something but then what the have... fuck this yeah. is alcohol yeah cooked yeah, with yeah, chicken yeah. and so, turkey breast so as it's like pit roasted they have like actual like meat in the smoke so we uh there's a company do they eat that I imagine so. I'm sure I would. Yeah, why not? Bobby, what they're doing is they're using dual usage of heat. Like, right, they're already cooking the birds. So, they're like, let's use the the coals and and roast this while we're, we're cooking that. So the the yeah. meat is not in the the liquid. No, 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 no they're, no, no, they're no. cooking out the same set of coals. Okay, so there yeah. is a transference of like <laughs> of like vapor vapor, but not like you're not ah, slapping chicken on the yeah, agave. See, I thought yeah. it was like. Well, we're distilling agave. Let's cook some chicken, some chicken in the yeah. Deg- yeah. Okay, that's I was like, that's some crazy shit. Shooter's full. Because <laughs> if that's case, I want some of that agave yeah. chicken. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's crazy because a lot of the pachuga, there's really no uh, like set standard as far. as Oh like, God, there couldn't use. be. So, at oh all, my God, yeah. dude. Like I like today, as a matter of fact, at Pacific Edge, shout out Michael. Long that's like re- that's like true moonshine. We, though, right? Oh yeah. I mean, pretty much. We had uh, 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 rattlesnake. Pachuga. That sounds um, delicious. And then, I love um, rattlesnake. Oh, it was fantastic. And then I think the most unique uh, form of like pachuga was I was in Chicago. Um, actually, this is kind of funny. I met this dude at the Berkshire Room in the Acme Hotel, and I was telling him about how Colton Brock uh, was my mentor at one point. Kind of like got me into bartending and taught me about cocktailing. Dude knew exactly who he was. Uh, showed me pictures of him like oh yeah I was hanging out with Colton at the Fortaleza Hacienda bro like look at this you know so it was kind of neat like randomly picking it like going to a mm-hmm. bar and then them knowing who Colton was but uh, what was more is that he was like oh then you'll appreciate this he goes hold on one second and he pulls out this like tiny little bottle like handwritten label and he's like I'm gonna pour you a little bit of this he goes so this is actually uh, pachuga made with venison and I was like, yo, are you serious? It was honestly the most, like, savory, tasty. So you get some sort of, like, what yeah. they're cooking with, like, on the back end kind of things, right? Like, very mild notes. But, like, yeah, yeah. But you could you could tell it. Like, it was, it's a different style. Yeah, I, it, 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 it's like if you cook, uh, like, a ribeye on your grill and you don't clean it and you throw a chicken on there and then you eat that chicken, you're like, oh, there's a little ribeye here. Like, yeah, you, you could eat Because you, you're basically like, using the same cooking service. I understand uh, heritage uh, distilling least of anyone. Uh, Pachuga this is the word I always forget, but I guess Bobby Tortuga. did any of that unconfuse you? Because <laughs> I don't think it did. no. Uh, I remember uh, Matt and I went to a uh, we were in Vegas for uh, I was our first time in Vegas and we were at a uh, we were playing all the games like well none of us know slots and or uh, craps yeah it's craps oh yeah and uh and we're we were with one other buddy and we see a uh, a craps seminar going on mm-hmm. that's one hour you should be able to learn this shit in one hour Let's do craps. It, yeah. now that i know how to play craps it seems very simple uh at the end of that hour 
I remember Matt and I looked at each other and like, yo, dog, do you know how to play crabs? Fuck no. And he's like, nah, dog, I don't. Nah, I was like, nah, oh. Nah. Yeah, we were more confused at the end, which is where we are now. I, so, I, okay, yeah, I get that. Well, so, maybe so maybe, I, maybe like, I can help and you can fill in Honestly, here. I'll never learn it. Maybe one day, but what I'd on, love I gotta, to get gotta, into. Oh, we're going to get into this right now. Bobby, we're going to teach okay, you. Okay. Bobby, I got, a, I got a way to do all this at once. I, I can do. I can accomplish both things. Diarrhea. So, <laughs> so in, in a simplified form that you can fill in the gaps on, there are three styles of brewing or distilling. I get that part. non um, One of but, them you but, boil in chickens, but like so, so almost, <laughs> almost think of like varietals in like agave spirits, like <clears throat> like varietals in grapes, right? Like oh, 100%. There, there, there's a bigger yeah. moniker of like agave spirits slash wine, yep. and then there's like separate varietals, and then yeah. depending upon like champagne and like sparkling white wine and like uh, the Reichstag stuff or whatever, there are a few things that are like very specific to regions and certain. Yep. Like things, and then there are also stuff that are specific to the style, whether it's industrial, uh, uh, traditional, which is done in haciendas, or the heritage, which is done in like small villages. So, those two things, those two kind of sides of it, kind of like relegate what the varietal of the agave is called, kind of like you would a grape of wine. Yeah, I mean, really. And then you have. Like your Highland tequilas, your Lowland tequilas, which basically like talk about like the appellation of which it grows on and stuff like that. I mean, you can really purely based on the one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you, you can definitely. I mean, with how you cook it, how you grow it, how you cultivate it. Like, I mean, every every distillery has its own story. You know, like oh, well, we we aged agaves this long or whatever, whatever. But like. Typically, it's just more more so of like how you cook it, where you cook it, what municipalities yeah. you have, you know, and because in, in so the, you a tequila? Uh, oh, I mezcal all day, dude. Okay. I drink. I love mezcal. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. coming from all this, I mean, you may not even choose tequila in this or mezcal in this, but uh, like as a bartender, what's your favorite drink? So that's actually a good question. So if I'm if I'm in a good mood. Tiki cocktails all day, right? Oh, Something yeah. fun. Oh, big. so much fun! I want the smoke. I want. I want, I want a scorp- I want a scorpion bowl. I want I, flames. Bro, I, when I was at <laughs> when I was in Chicago this past weekend, like a couple of weeks ago, I literally ordered like the, it had a clamshell cocktail. At this place called Hampton Social, and I looked at them and I was like, "Hey, quick question." I go, "It says like between like three and six people." Can I but like, myself? can I can I just have one? Yep. And he's like, "Well, are you gonna order anything afterwards?" And I'm like, "Well, no, I just I just want this." No, that's three to that's three that's three, three to five cocktails. Yeah, I'm, I'm and, good. And I shit you not, he like looks at me and he goes, "You look like you can handle it." All right, bet I'll get it. For you. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, that's what's up. And bet, so bet. you know, on top of having all this food, I got this giant fucking clamshell at the end of the bar, you know, and everyone just looking at me like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" You know, but they give you a nice big straw and you're like, "Fuck it, I'm drinking from the glass." Oh my god, literally, like I literally was like putting the just, just straight like soup bowl status, just like that's drinking. Amazing. I mean, the cocktail was like completely mediocre, but I drank the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> that's the best. Actually, that cocktail was all right. There was just so much citrus that, like, after I was done, like, I uh, had like acid reflux, like a motherfucker. So, but what's your favorite it. cocktail to drink? So, my favorite cocktail to drink when I'm in a good mood: tiki cocktails, mai tai, whatever, daiquiri, sure. you know, Pink whatever. You, it, um, but typically, so you're pretty um, open to. Uh, 
a tiki style is, is your go-to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So any type of like, I love all rums. Like, I, it's a way like whenever I uh, if I go to a bar and I don't see the menu and they look busy and they come up to me and they're like, "What can I get you?" And I'm like, "Anything, mezcal, dealer's choice. Do you want shaken or stirred? Whatever." And they're like, "Well, do you want?" And I go, "I love all my children." Like, all right, bet I'll make you one. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you know, for me, like, it's kind of refreshing to hear from a bartender, like a cocktail bartender, because like I do that shit and I almost feel like an asshole because I'm like, give me something bourbon and dry. Yeah. Uh, and if you pour me an old fashioned, be happy. Yeah. Uh, but you can also get fucking crazy with it. It can be kind of sweet, but if it's fairly dry, I'm gonna be pretty happy. And if it's not dry, I'm still gonna fucking drink. bartending. Yeah, I prefer it. people who know what they want, especially. If you know what cocktail you want, easy. If I'm in the mood to impress you, I'll try to talk you into something. But, like, if you know what your palate likes, so much easier. Yeah. You, you, cool you've alleviated me. so many problems that are in my way, which are that drinking is finicky and people who don't know what they actually like are really hard to serve. And that's the biggest problem, too, is that a lot of people that don't know what they want to drink. And like, I had this thing and it was good. Can you do that? Yeah. It's like, well, mm-hmm. uh, you're not giving me a lot here. Like, mm. it's like, I had this thing, it was good. But... You know, like tasting beers with Randy Mosher, the flavor Bible, salt, fat, acid, heat, like all great resources to like understand like your palate and what you're interpreting. Like it, it was so weird. Like I was fucking five years in the beer industry. I was eating something. I'm like, God damn, there's something here that like I taste and like, God damn, it's familiar. And, like it took me for, like forever to like break down and figure out what it was. And then like once I like understood like because I was already doing that training, like what it was, I was like, oh shit. And then like. I can find that to be desirable in different things. Like, yeah. cause I'm like, I remember that taste and I'm like, I know what this tastes like and yeah. I can just move them in together. And it's just, yeah. It's such oh, a, totally. And yeah. I think, I, and, and that's the biggest part to me too. Like, cause I have a couple of friends that like, I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm actually going to go off on a tangent on this one because a lot of the times what go happens off, King. is here's what we, here, here's what, here's what grinds my fucking gears. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but typically, though, what happens is I, I, I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of, like, uh, uh, close friends who, not, who aren't necessarily, like, in the industry, but kind right. of, like, in and out. And um, when they talk about shit, it, it, it pisses me off because they'll, they'll say something along the lines of, like, oh, well, I went to this bar and, and it, was, it was pretty shitty. Like, you know, like, the cocktails weren't that good. Well, what'd you order? You know what I mean? Well, what'd you why, get? What, why wasn't the cocktail why was good? It? Right. And and the thing is, is that they can't explain it or they can't really like explain why they didn't like it or whatever. They just like status quo, like, oh, if it isn't, you know, whatever. Like, I'll throw the name. Like, if it isn't Undertow, then like the, the tiki cocktails suck, you know? And and so for me, I feel but like... Undertow's an experience more than it is a well-executed cocktail. Right. Not that they aren't. No, no, those, no. Those I, guys I, are ballers. But I, like that 100% from menu to ordering your reservation and ambiance it, it's and so it's setting, so frustrating yeah. con, to your point that consumers don't understand that right and and so in that in that aspect like i feel like there needs to be like especially i, I mean especially after fucking covid and how everyone's treating everybody going out and like being short-staffed and like it's just there's like this clash between like customer and bartender and just it's it so feels like the old days, right? It's so it. fucked, it. but but in my opinion, it's just like you like there needs to be a resurgence of just accepting something for what it is. Like, yeah, hundred percent. You go to a fucking dive bar, dude. It smells like wet dish rags. Like, I'm not gonna fucking order a daiquiri there. Like, yeah. give me a shot and a beer. You know, I know what but I'm getting. Then, Listen, exactly. When I go well when, whiskey, when I go to Brandon Casey's, yeah. and I expect to pay four fucking fifty. One hundred. Like, yeah, I know yeah, what I'm getting yeah. into. When yeah. I go to Brandon Casey's Woodshed after this. And I go there. I'm gonna order a Montenegro and a Montucky, 
I'm not going to order a daiquiri. Right. Brandon Casey could easily make me one of the world's best daiquiris because he's a slayer. However, we're at the woodshed. And it's a and I'm going to get yeah. a, a beard shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if if we're, like, it, if we're anywhere doing a cocktail competition and Brendan Casey puts a cocktail in front of me, You're gonna guaranteed to be great. It's going to be good. Guaranteed yeah. to be great. Yeah. You just got to know your environment, baby. I just, I just, and, and the best part about bringing that that example up is that you can even go up to Casey's right now and ask Brandon Casey for a daiquiri, and he'll make it for you. But he'll give you a fucking hard ass time because like, oh dude, he's gonna give you, he's gonna give you a fucking dive bar. What do you want? Like, what the fuck are you talking? Yeah, about? if you, you know? if you haven't pissed him off, he'll he'll make you one. But he he's literally like, I, oh my god, I almost went two episodes up bringing up a one max. Um, we for whatever fucking reason, Phil. Uh, had a blender there. It, it it predated Phil, but like it was just like it could have been the most flawless bar in the world, except we had a blender. Yeah, which meant that if you were cool or you tipped or you were good looking and you asked for some bullshit, obviously I'm going to make it for you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. like just All having right. it as an option, like we are a Rocky Point style party bar. Please respect it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I mean, and, and I think that's the thing too, is like, you see, you see this, like, uh, like I love the uptick in like the younger generation, like getting into cocktails and the cocktail programs and craft cocktailing, but also too, I think like there just has to be like that resurgence of just accepting, just accept what it is. You know what I mean? Go to fucking rips, get a fucking shot of Malort and accept it. Go, go do Fair. fucking, you know? And, but I think now a lot of people touch on, on, um, just like constantly wanting craft, constantly wanting this, constantly wanting that. And then again, tying in the, to the conglomeracy of like having certain cocktail bars, like conglomerate a lot of. Well, oh my God. It, I wanted to stop on it, but you were on such a good roll earlier. Yeah. You had said when you were talking about your meteor cocktail, you would specifically like a person who knows what they understand and like knew what you didn't like about the cocktail. You said it was over citrusy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I sometimes feel that like. In craft beer, you can cover up, like, certain styles of bad beer with, like, extra hops that are, like, certain flavors and, like, extra, like, adjuncts that are other flavors. And I feel that in the craft cocktail world that, like, that's that equivalent crutch is, like, oh, if I don't know what I'm doing, I'll just, you know, add all these, like, citruses because a lot of times they're made by hand or whatever. And so they are better quality and in in, an unexperienced palate can be, like, oh, this is good or it's supposed to be good. But just because there is so much fresh citrus in it, but like just because it's there doesn't mean it works per se. Right, right. And I mean, honestly, too, like uh, uh, I think the the one thing about cocktailing and especially with like building menus, too, for me is uh, is you see a lot of these uh, cocktail menus. And I mean, I'll I won't go too in depth on like whose menus I'm like really talking about, but you'll you'll actually get into um, these cocktail menus that have like. 27 different ingredients or so i mean well that's over exaggerating like 17 different ingredients 12 different ingredients and i mean essentially it doesn't have to be like 12 bottle pulls but like maybe like this syrup has like 18 different you know and uh really learning about that from the death and co book with how much they evolve their their syrups which is where i kind of got my start with like building like flavor profile i really kind of like noticed that over the years of curating menus that like nobody really gives a fuck how many fucking ingredients you have like Mm-mm. you can Don't be care. like i got it tastes good so, at the end right but, but it's also i call it the rule of three so like if if anybody reads the first three ingredients in your cocktail menu and they 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 can even understand relate, what the fuck is going right, on if they can relate to the first three they're gonna get it and that's it and that's you can that be is like it you can be like 
rum, or like house-made almond toasted walnut or jat with a saffron tincture and a wildflower this and that. They're going to see rum, cardamom, whatever. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. And they actually they actually usually see the first two ingredients and then the last one. Mm. Those are the three they notice. The most. It's, say, one, yeah, it's one, two, three. One, two, Because last. as they reread it, if they don't truly understand it, first one, second one, okay, okay. Yeah. Last one, okay. And, like, that is truly how a menu gets gets read oh totally and and so when when creating cocktail programs and stuff like i make sure to get like the most recognizable names first and then i'll throw the obscurities and then a recognizable last exactly rule of threes but like i think uh in, in my opinion and this is this is specifically like kind of like conglomerate like or this specifically like like uh funneling it down to just arizona i feel like mm-hmm. with like you know, companies like Bitter and Twisted, Century Grand, Little Rituals, Undertow, like these guys getting like top 10, top 50, top 20, like whatever, like we're winning like national titles as well as best of here. I think the actual like overall population of Arizona is becoming like very palatable into where it becomes like they know what a good cocktail is. They already know what that is. So like you're taking kind of like their customer based knowledge on like what a good cocktail is and then in my opinion like I would condense it down you know what I mean so that's why like I try to do like three or four ingredients or just two because I want them to read it and I want them to like taste everything because it's like you can't tell me that fucking Brenda from Scottsdale is going to go downtown to (laughs) you know where the fuck I'm talking about to wherever and they open up the menu and it's like fucking you know pistachio lemon rum passion fruit this and this they're not going to pull all that out of the cocktail and when you taste the cocktail it's going to be balanced it's going to be good but are you going to taste pistachio passion fruit rum whatever yeah and that's what gets me is because I think that cocktails should taste like what you're advertising. So if you if you have a walnut liqueur in there, I better I better fucking taste walnut. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's it's definitely one of the more important aspects of like, um, especially like you said, like you know writing out cocktails on the menu is like if you're putting stuff in there like a walnut liqueur, like it's not like not clubbing me over the head per se, but like if it's not present, like that will somehow psychologically de- diminish what I'm trying to taste. Right, right, And, right. um, God damn it, Miguel, uh, <laughs> we could go on for so much for longer, <laughs> but we're over time for sure. Damn. But, um, we're gonna, we're gonna close out this, uh, this back to back, uh, with the last part of what we do here. Sounds and, good. uh, me and Bobby generally go first. So you guys can kind of get a bearing what we're doing, but just a local shout out. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time talking shit and talking shop on this episode or on these, um, these episodes. And so what we like to do is, uh, we like to end off with something that's awesome and local because, you know, all these stories, the one thing that is always common is that we wouldn't change it for anything. We love this business and trial by fire is how we fucking have fun, right? 100%. It, it, it's why this yeah. podcast could even exist is because it's like 20 years. It doesn't change. It's so much fun. So. Um, Bobby, do you have one? Uh, I've got one. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Let's, it's, uh, uh, the beast. Uh, so if you don't already know the beast is, it's actually Cornish pasty. Yes, sir. In, uh, in Tempe, uh, they used to have a, uh, Cornish pasty in Tempe right off mill. That ain't it. They closed that one down. Um, this yeah. is the beast off university and fucking whatever it is, but, uh, yeah, just, I, just, I was just, just over west there. Of, yeah. Just west of, uh, of Mill Avenue, but it's the Cornish Pasty off of University in Tempe. It is fucking awesome. They got the restaurant side on the left, 
and they got the motherfucking beast on the right. It Oof. is this like very like metal style bar. Yeah. None of the other Cornish Passies got anything like it. Two pool tables. They're bringing in some live music here, and I guess by the time this drops uh, now. So swing through. They're gonna do live music every other week. They got a killer rotating beer program. They got phenomenal food. Um, so what's up to Chewy? He's a fucking G. Yeah. Uh, but Cornish Passy, you can get some dope ass food. Uh, you get some great craft beer. Uh, but the Beast specifically in Tempe, uh, solid, solid program over there. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Live music, the Beast cool, Tempe, metal, like. Uh, like it's very like metal feel bar. Like, it, it, they do a fucking. If you're job. old enough to remember the Blue Ox, it's a really solid metal oh, version of that. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, want to go now. One of my Beast friends' uncle owned go. the Blue yeah, Ox. Who's, yeah, badass. Oh, I've been to Blue Ox many a time. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, a beast if you yeah. will. So we'll, uh, Alex, you got something? Then we'll. Yeah, we'll the um, Miguel had too many. Um, uppers today he had too many nice things uh, uh, yeah, today no, I, I so guess. i'm i'm actually gonna talk shit on do mine. it let's uh, hear but, it but but almost uh, not, not talk shit i'm gonna have a petty pullover for my local shout out fuck diarrhea <laughs> uh my local shout out is gonna be bitters <laughs> thank you and you know why that's my local show. <laughs> that was very. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yep, good enough. Uh, listen, uh, bi- enough. Bi- bi- bitters. Uh, you know, Are you sh- shout out to you. You, you made some good. You made some good decisions. Some bad decisions, and those bad decisions ah. gave me gave me Chuck and Mike. And uh, shout out. <laughs> your bad decisions aided in my good decisions. So thank you for the good decisions of your bad decisions. Precisely. <laughs> thank you for the good ending of your bad decisions. <laughs> Um, I don't know how how much time do I have on the local shout outs. Let me. Let, it's almost like as if you're accepting an award and the music's gonna start playing. You get nervous. Uh, well, so thank, thank <laughs> So shout out uh, off the top of my head. Living downtown. Um, shout out. So far, so good. Justin, Aaron, uh, uh, Justin, the boys. They those guys are fucking awesome. They're doing really good. Um, they actually just launched a new cocktail program at Churchill. Say what's up to Chaz okay. down there. Yeah, it's a All very right. very solid cocktail program. My favorite cocktail is the banana hammock. It's off the Hell frozen, yeah. off that frozen machine. Go ahead and get it, Alex. I love you so much, bro. Um, and then obviously oh. Chuck and the boys. I love Chuck. I love Dirty Mike. I love the homies. Um, also, to uh, uh, Chef Jose at Rough Rider, if you haven't been to Rough Rider, please, please I heard go. good things about Rough Rider. The food is fantastic, man. I try to go there as much as I can. See, this is a problem. This... Miguel's, Miguel's too, uh, Christ, too prophetic. He, 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 knows, <laughs> he knows too many amazing people. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just, uh, uh, just uh, bring yeah. it up no, no, to everything. <laughs> you're, you're fine, baby. The problem is you just, you're, if you're so in good, any you of know the valleys. Yeah, it happens. I, I'll invite some of the... I actually took a bartender under my wing. Ethan, I love you so much. I can't wait to kiss you on the lips, boy. But, uh, <laughs> but um, no, I took him under my wing, and as I'm showing him around, he's just like, bro, like, I didn't know, like... I knew you knew everybody, but I didn't know everybody knew you. And I was like, oh, I actually never put it that way. Like, yeah, that does make sense. You I know? thought you just said that shit, uh, man. You know? But um, like, uh, shout out uh, Emily doing your thing over at Clever Coin, ATP girl. Um, I want to say what's up to pretty much everyone downtown. Gabe over at Nook, he's actually doing his thing. Just is about to launch a new cocktail menu as well. Um, my dude Tony, unfortunately, just left Wrigley. But I think he's going to find his nestle and... And he's going to fucking rock it out because he's one of my inspirations as far as cocktailing. Oh, yeah. um, and if I didn't 
didn't mention you. I love you all, and I know there's a couple of people that aren't too happy with my return. But you know what? At the end of the day, I love you too, dog. So there you Listen, go. I, I wake also, up. Fuck em. I wake up for haters. That's they uh, oh, yeah. they actually keep the alarm clock going. So you know, it's, it's, it's like it's like what a, it's like what it's Drake what says. Say, you know what I mean? It's it's the petty boys versus so the pretty fast. boys. So yeah. there you yes, go. Sir. All love. All right, Scott. Uh, Matt left, but uh, yeah, Scott, all right, Matt, Scott's got in. a quick shout out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're smoking, Health for Life MPX every day. Best uh, specials. What's the crushes? I'll go ahead and uh, uh, we got Matt. four of them. I mean, you could be in Cave Creek, you can be in Apache Junction, you could be Ellsworth and Pecos, you could be East Mesa by Falcon Field. Any of them. That's we got Ma- you. That's every McDowell. Day. That's McDowell, McDowell and yep, in between Higley and Wrecker. Yes, sir, it is. Marijuana's. Um, <laughs> if you want drinks, Lucky Lose. They got Second Chance Brewing on tap. Oh, yeah. Ooh, shout out. Shout out. Usually one. Shout out to Lou. Good yeah. yeah. Good people. They got one in Chandler. They got one in Mesa. One in Queen and Creek. And they got one in Queen Creek. Oh, as well. he opened a third one finally. Really nice. good. Nice. Yeah. They'll hook you up. Well, but, uh, something sure. happened the last two years. I've been a little busy. Check out that one on uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, McKellops and Power. Power oh, McKellops. I, yeah, I've been, and then hit Health for Life yeah, on the way. Yeah, you got McDowell tight, tight. and Wrecker. You're good. That's a yeah, solid area, too. I mean, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, just uh, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and co-sign that with a uh, my regular dispensary is the McDowell uh, location. So <laughs> <laughs> what up? <laughs> funny, yeah, uh, mention this podcast. I'll give you a free joint. Oh, oh damn! I'm gonna have to head over there right now. <laughs> I was in the podcast. Can I have some weed? <laughs> yes, sir. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, it's funny when I uh, when um, I actually used to talk to Matt, and he's like, I was like, yeah, I know. I hang out with like uh, Alex and uh, Jacqueline Phillips. He's like, wait, I feel like I know them, and uh, and then I'd hang out with you guys. He's like, you know, when runs a dispensary, they're like. I feel like I know him. And I'm like, turns out you guys know each other. <laughs> no, you guys know yeah, turns out. We may have met. And uh, if I can just do one more shout out, David Cactera, Nick over at Lucky's. Um, thank you for letting me get drunk so many times. And thank you for letting me shamelessly get drunk and just kind of like hug you guys and man cry on your shoulders. <laughs> All We're going to have to cancel this before fucking, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> 10 more shout outs. Hey, right, and shout out to Decal for the fucking Malort Jello shots, so that's it. <laughs> well, I'd let you have one more, but I have just enough time to hit an even hour and a half. Yeah. Jesus. Hey. Perfect. Look at us go. Good seeing you, man. Good seeing you. Make Until good decisions. Time. Bye.